0: Um, so, so I think the, the big grandiose project of, of our, of our business and the movement we're leading is to bring humanity back into the machine. And we think there's just going to be so many opportunities, uh, to, to do that with the right partners and with, with the right leaders kind of taking control of this capitalism 2.0. Um, and we're just excited to, to be meeting people who are leading that charge.
1: You're listening to Relish This, the Purpose Marketing Podcast. Here's your host, Stu Swineford. Hey, everybody, Stu here. My guest today is Richie Kendall, and he is one of the co founders of a really cool uh, organization that has a, a, this tech stack for nonprofits and purpose driven for profits. It's called Good World and you should definitely check it out this episode is packed with some really cool information Um, really they built this program this platform to try and help nonprofits solve a couple of problems one being juggling platforms and having so many tools that that your costs are through the roof and the time that it takes to learn and, and understand how to use all those tools is really high and then also your data in that situation is kind of all over the place. And so, um, good world really helps solve those problems. I think this is a great, uh, episode for both, you know, purpose-driven companies looking to expand their CSR as well as nonprofits really looking to kind of bring all of those activities, events, um, social giving, um, rounding up, et cetera, uh, under a single roof. Um, this is the episode for you. I hope you really enjoy it. Richie's great. Here we go. Thanks for joining me today, Richie. Thanks for having me, Stu. Well, I'm really excited to hear more about what you are up to over there at Good World. It sounds like you have some really cool things going on with uh, with essentially a tech stack.
0: That's right. We fancy ourselves a social impact operating system, but we, we really got started uh, as a as a app turned all-in-one fundraising tool set.
1: Oh, that's cool. So you work with, uh, with nonprofits and I know, I know that you have a for-profit component to, to your, your systems as well. Um, why don't you kind of run us through kind of what, uh, what your systems help people achieve?
0: Sure. And, uh, and maybe, uh, I will, I'll back up a little bit further and, and just give the, 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 wind up, um, how, how we kind of worked into the how I worked into this space and and how we got to be doing what we're doing perfect uh, yeah so i I grew up in Colorado as a studio artist uh, but got into digital pretty early on and was taking on some clients as early as high school doing things like graphic design and identity work and and nonprofits became my first tranche of of early of early partners. And I really found a heart for working with nonprofits because of all of the amazing stories and work that they were doing. Uh, as someone who lost my father to cancer very early, uh, I, I kind of was was confronted with those existential questions as as young as six and seven years old. So um, I I I had always pursued a life of of purpose, and so when I started. A film career after college, uh, about eight years after editing, writing, and producing, um, I, I had been moonlighting for these nonprofits doing websites and 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 logos. And so, a- after that career, I decided, you know, why not? Why not just go all in on on my nonprofit work and take everything I've learned and deliver that as a form of visual storytelling expertise consulting. And built up a, a client list. And after uh, about a year in with, with my new creative agency called Create Cheerful Inc., uh, I, I bumped into a business partner, or someone who became my business partner, who had started the first technology that lets you round up the change on your purchases for, for charities. And we decided to go in together and build the company out as Cheerful Giving Uh, And we white labeled that technology for the nonprofit sector and got some pretty great clients and brands going within the first two years, ran a B2B kind of sales model, selling that technology into the nonprofit space. And uh, by the end of 2019, we were a all-in-one fundraising solution uh, for the nonprofit sector and were acquired by Goodworld, which I am now the Co-founder and Chief Experience Officer of.
1: Oh, that's amazing! That's such an interesting story. I'm I'm very sorry to hear uh, that you lost your father at such a young age. I know that 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 is uh, that is hard enough when when people are um, older, and um, so I want to acknowledge that it's got that must have been a real a real challenge.
0: You know the strength of my mother translated into a strength of a family. And uh, we, we, we pushed through and I think we may all be all the better, better for it.
1: Well, I, I commend you for, uh, for taking that experience and and turning it into something incredibly positive. And it sounds just really, really cool what you have built. Uh, Is it, tell me a little bit about the types of nonprofits that it, that your systems tend to work best for.
0: Yeah, a great question. We we do we do work with nonprofits of all shapes and sizes, um, but the size kind of depends on the the partnership in some ways. So, for some of our larger nonprofit partners, like you know American Cancer Society, Amnesty International, um, you know YMCA's, things like that, it's usually more on the innovations side. So we not only were we the first mover in creating an app and platform that lets you round up the change on your purchases, but we were also the inventor of a tool called Hashtag Donate. And that lets an individual on Facebook and Twitter simply type the, the word Hashtag Donate into a comment field. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, that creates an instant donation um, and it gets... The nonprofit, all of the donor information, and it's a very social kind of pile on way to to raise funds through your social channels. Um, so on with our larger relationships, they're pretty focused on our more innovative tools that reach younger audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with your smaller nonprofits and even your mid-market, we, we act as a multi-channel, all-in-one fundraising tool set that helps them consolidate their platforms, get all of their data into one place, streamline their operations and run, you know, predictable and successful uh, events, peer-to-peer fundraising, team fundraising and and more.
1: Wow, that is that sounds amazing. I know I'm on the board of a couple of nonprofits and and there's always a struggle with what tools to put into place and, and, um, how to make sure that they're, that they're focused on those things that matter the most. Um, and one of the things that, that I have seen happen is, is really this challenge with, with juggling so many different tools that not only are, do your costs go up, uh, quite significantly. Um, but it, you also have to learn all of these different systems and so um, i I could see how having everything under one roof would be a, a real benefit to a lot of nonprofits out there
0: that's right and we we feel for those nonprofits especially in a changing landscape where not only is the technology accelerating at at a extreme pace uh, but but there's really just a glut of information out there and consultants and different tool sets. So sometimes it's hard to really see the force through the trees. And I, I kind of liken it to, you know, preparing like good, good meals. You, It's not, it's not that you don't have more than one tool or more than one ingredient. That's all very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having different Platforms is like trying to cook out of multiple kitchens, kind of simultaneously. Yeah. And so, if we can get all of the right ingredients in the right kitchen um, with the right vision, then that's how you're going to most effectively scale your efforts.
1: Yeah, I love that analogy. I think that, I think that really paints a pretty pretty compelling picture. If you were having to run, um, you know, to to prepare the. You know the spaghetti in one kitchen, and you're you know cooking the sauce in some uh, completely different kitchen. That's, that's right. uh, not particularly efficient.
0: Yeah, that, that's right. And and you know nonprofits, just like just like for profit businesses, are are really in the business of optimizing their business model, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when they need to stay uh, focused on their mission and their programs, they can't be. Uh, exercise, over-exercising themselves on, uh, on the technology and the management.
1: Absolutely. So I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about the hashtag donate platform or or program. How, kind of, what's that, how does that work?
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, it's a little bit of magic. Um, You know, back in 2015, uh, we, we created this concept um, actually our my my business partner Gail Pfeiffer Pitt got to pitch uh, Obama, uh, who saw a huge opportunity in it right on the the back of uh, the ALS challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we when we saw this huge social media spike, but but even considering how much money that that campaign raised, it was something like less than two percent conversion on mm-hmm. actual donations. Uh, that we saw that as an opportunity to 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 make the social donations process as frictionless as possible. And it was right at kind of the beginning of the hashtag, uh, I guess, trend. Right. Um, And we realized, Hey, if you could, if you could just create a hashtag that would enable someone to trigger a donation automatically, and they wouldn't have to complete some long online form that this could be a huge save in, in the space. And so really it was, it was sort of a layer that we were able to build on top of, of Facebook, um, okay. as, as an, as an app. And, uh, and then we built it on top of Twitter as well in terms of retweets,
1: Okay, so
0: type hashtag donate into Twitter, and that will just trigger an automatic response from, from the page that will provide a link to just add your card the first time. Once we have your card on file, then anytime you type hashtag donate moving forward, it will simply trigger a donation of the amount you include. So hashtag donate a hundred dollars. That'll just draw right from your card.
1: Okay. So essentially if I'm responding to um, I'll pick one of my favorite charities, save the children's post on Facebook, for example, and I type hashtag donate $100, it just will kick off a donation of that amount to exactly. that organization?
0: That's correct. And you'll get a receipt right to your inbox. Um, and uh, Save the Children will not be subject to the the data hole that Facebook currently is. Uh, right. They'll actually get get your information about your donation in real time.
1: That seems like a really cool system. And you said it works on Facebook and Twitter currently?
0: That's right. Uh, Since Instagram doesn't include uh, any kind of linking um, in the platform, we have a swipe up on Instagram, but it's not quite as magical as the hashtag Mm -hmm. donate.
1: Okay. Well regardless that sounds really cool and i think that a lot of people out there will will be excited to learn more about that system do they need to sign up with you uh, the nonprofit themselves or do they it, it just just works
0: yes it's very easy uh, you just go to goodworldnow.com you enroll with us and with a couple clicks have your facebook and twitter managers uh, connect Facebook and Twitter. And now your social feeds have those magic powers.
1: Okay. That's, that sounds really great. I, I would encourage, uh, people out there, particularly those that have a really solid, um, follower base on those two platforms to check that out. That's that seems amazing.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll say that particularly, uh, animal rights, welfare shelters, rescues do particularly well as okay. you imagine, you know, cute, cute animal pictures go long yeah. way, and then urgent relief efforts are also uh it's it's powerful uh how, how much funds you can raise uh with more emergent relief needs
1: absolutely i could see during times of, of real crises that um you know when people are paying particularly uh s- strong attention to um what's going on out there i could see that being a a you know, real benefit, um, to, to be able to drive donations during those catastrophes or, or other types of urgent, uh, events.
0: Yeah. The the cool thing is that influencers can also link their accounts to us. Okay, So you have some powerful voices, uh, in your corner, um, having your influencers link up to us. Anyone can type hashtag or, or retweet hashtag donate to, uh, to that influencer account and it will go straight to, to your fund.
1: Okay. So if an influencer is, um, is connected with a particular uh, charity, charity yep. and they connect their account, then that charity is the beneficiary of, of the hashtag donate that's um, it. platform. Neat. I love it. That's some just really creative thinking. And, uh, and, and I, I'm really excited to see how, where, where you go with that? Because that's some good stuff. Awesome. So tell us tell tell us all a little bit more about um, well, you know, particularly some of the some of the other technologies that are associated with um, with the Good World platform.
0: Yeah, I think I think Roundups uh, is is a great place to start because that's really where where I got my start in in the technology sector. Um, you know, I I had. I had been working with these nonprofits, really understanding some of their pain points operationally, was servicing them from a creative point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I was learning is that there was sort of this shift happening in the way that donors are engaging with philanthropy in general. And so I kind of got the bug for helping crack that nut in understanding how can we get younger people, you know, millennials and and, and Gen, Gen Z and younger, kind of involved in, in causes. Uh, and this was around the time that some of the investing and savings tools s- began to emerge. Uh, the Venmo peer-to-peer mm-hmm. payment system. Mm-hmm. Um, you keep the change Bank of America platform that lets you invest your, s- lets right. you wrap up your transactions for your savings accounts. And then you get this whole slew of Acorns for investing, Cash yeah. App, Robinhood, and now the whole ecosystem of investing uh, tools out there. And and we thought, hey, if 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 you can do this for investing in savings, why not why not be able to support a cause you care about? Right. And so with uh with a couple of sort of third parties, uh, you know, we use our payment processor Stripe for okay. payment processing and a platform called Plaid, which mm-hmm. lets you link into over over well over ninety six hundred. Financial institutions across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to allow donors to track their everyday purchases and automatically round up every purchase they make uh, for a charity. So roundups is a mainstay for us, and we're seeing a lot of application not only in the nonprofit sector, but also it's being used by businesses and their employees to create like give back cards and perks um, when when you buy a lunch or or when mm-hmm. you're making a business transaction. And what's so powerful about this is it's it's a recurring revenue stream with a very low barrier to entry. Um, if you just round up a little bit of change every day, it makes a big difference. I'm um, up to twenty dollars a month in just spare change on your right. transactions. So, right. hundred people rounding up their spare change—that's twenty k a year in recurring revenue—and that's a game changer for small nonprofits.
1: Yeah, that is for sure. Um, do nonprofits who want to participate in the Roundups program is that a separate sort of engagement? Does that come with the all the other great tools that you provide um, with with your services, or how how do people get engaged with that with that platform and that program?
0: The the beauty of our offering is we keep it very simple. Uh, we have the entire base platform completely free for nonprofits. No, no upfront costs. Um, if you, if you want to leverage any of our tools aside from a, a couple special tools and support levels, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's free. And, uh, all we do is we encourage all donors to tip when they're completing their transactions or signing up for recurring revenue. Okay. Uh, so, you can, a, a nonprofit of any shape and size can get access to a full donor CRM, roundups, hashtag donate, events, auctions, peer to peer donations, uh, and more, all for no upfront costs.
1: That's amazing. And then, what's your revenue model? Do you take, uh, is it pure, purely tip based in terms of people who are yeah. engaging with that nonprofit?
0: Yep. So our free tier is fully tip driven. Um, if, if, if a nonprofit prefers to have a, what we call a fully branded platform that is more of an insulated database, um, not a part of our shared free ecosystem, then that starts at just 99 bucks a month Okay. uh, for the whole base of tools. You know, you're giving pages, forms, spare change, uh, and, and a few others.
1: Wow. That's great. Yeah. I think people are fairly familiar with smile. Um, at the Amazon program, which donates a percentage of, of each transaction. Um, but you know, rounding up is something that can actually be a lot more, a lot more powerful in a lot of ways, just because, of just how, how that works in in both uh, from a kind of a mentality standpoint, as well as a, um, you know, a a lot of times it could be, uh, you know, a, a bigger percentage than even, um, you know, what, what someone like smile is doing. So it's, it's really cool that you have that as a, as an option for, uh, for nonprofits to, for people to take advantage of.
0: Yeah. I I appreciate you identifying that, you know, we're, we're, we're less in the business of creating sort of frill streams. We really, we're really putting cutting edge tools and technologies that are higher retention, higher engagement um, and more usable in the hands of nonprofits as a part of their primary tool set so that they're not just signing up for a million platforms and seeing kind of money just trickle in without Mm -hmm. the insights. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why we want to get them a, a world class stack, so that they can truly build out an engaged community, um, rather than kind of stretching themselves thin across uh, across a whole variety of tools.
1: Right. What What were the, the biggest challenges that you were seeing in in the nonprofit space that that your technology sought to to fix when you when you first started building that out?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, the the first thing we identified when working with nonprofits is that they they just have too many platforms and Mm -hmm. data is all over the place. So the only way that you're going to be able to cultivate a community is by creating a cohesive message, communication strategy, and also offer a value proposition in a way that feels fresh, that communicates your mission um, and is not just a sort of a beggar's errand. Uh, so by bringing all the tools into one place, we're truly empowering development directors, associate directors, uh, and even database managers to identify highest value prospects and deliver triggered content at giving levels when where people are kind of expecting it these days. And sort of, I'm not going to say gone are the days of of direct mailing uh, or anything like that, those are still quite strong uh, sh- streams for, for that Gen X and, and older audience.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: younger people are, don't respond to those, those channels. And so they're looking for mobile forward experiences, uh, creative auctions and events, virtual experiences and the like that, that are going to sort of meet them more where they are.
1: Well, I really love that you brought that up because one of the things we have seen is, and this comes through some research that uh, an organization called Next After. Um,
0: yeah, we it, love those has guys. Done.
1: The, yeah, Tim was on the show. Uh, gosh, I guess he was on the show back in February, maybe. I can't remember but um maybe we spoke in february and then the show may have dropped here later in the year but um but they do some really amazing things just with data and one of the things that they have seen is you know one of the reasons email is so continues to be so effective is because right now the the main donor base continues to be um really boomers um those are people who are, you know, they have some money, you know, many of them have some money laying around or, or not just laying around, but they, they have money kind of earmarked for, um, you know, donation based activities. They are, you know, hoping to kind of make a difference as they are, um, you know, entering retirement and, and, uh, you know, kind of that phase of their lives. Um, and having, a platform and a program and a, and a system in place that <clears throat> enables you to, to continue to do those activities and, and be, you know, show up very strongly with, with that demographic. So Gen Xers, boomers, but also start to play really effectively in those younger generations, um, you know, playgrounds and where they show up is, uh, is just a, a great, way to diversify your income streams, I think. Um, and, and so it, what it also, I believe will do is help organizations who have a long-term plan and, and, a, a long-term focus be able to engage with those younger audiences and keep them as donors and, and engaged, um, volunteers, et cetera, for, uh, you know, for the rest of their lives, perhaps. So, um, you know, recognizing that, uh, that, that the younger generations interact vastly differently and, and coming up with a solution for that, I think is such a strong, such a strong play for, for many nonprofits.
0: That's right. And the train, uh, the train has left the station. Um, and, and it's not that you can't, you can't catch it. Um, but, but it, we truly are in a moment of, uh, of a generational transformation in the way, uh. Individuals interact with not only causes but but technologies on the whole. So you know that that window of capturing a younger audience is is closing, and so if you don't make a move towards digital and really understanding uh, the the landscape there, then you know y- you run the risk of of a you know a cliff just you know ten years away where you won't have an audience that knows who you are and, right. and what you're doing.
1: Well, it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned that too, because I know that, that you have a for-profit play as well for, um, you know, some of these companies out there are many companies out there who are starting to recognize that the younger, younger generations are really wanting to engage with brands that have kind of a more of a purpose driven component to their, to their businesses. And, and so tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit more about, about what good world does for um, kind of the for-profit sector as well.
0: Yeah. We, we, we've seen all this transformation happening in, in the nonprofit industry. And it's, it's all, it's somewhat a function of what is happening in the economy uh, across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, you have a younger generation entering the workforce. Uh, you have in a way brands becoming more human, uh, and, and at the same time, Humans becoming more like brands, right? We are, we are, we're putting ourselves out there, this sort of uh, Truman Show style uh, on 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 the internet, and we believe that brands who will pioneer the future are brands who invest in their workplace, in their culture mm-hmm. that that do take a stand on important social issues, and that sort of command uh an audience and a consumer base uh that that cares about making the world better um in a sort of one dollar or voting with their dollars so to speak. Yeah. So so we we have always had it as a part of our vision to build an ecosystem that is three pronged. Uh one being the consumer or don't donor level pillar, one being the nonprofit sector that is Making uh, you know making change happen at scale on in impact areas that that affect our daily lives. And then, of course, you have this brand or company's pillar. And when you bring those three pieces together, it's a recipe for a virtuous cycle of incentives, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, as consumers, we want to see a better world. Um, and we want to interact with brands and experiences that put the sort of all stakeholder approach um, to the next generation economy at the forefront. Nonprofits are looking to heal our communities, to heal the planet, um, create you know, alleviation uh, to some of the world's most pressing challenges like hunger and, and social justice issues. Uh, And then you've got brands who really are still in that mode of needing to build their build loyal customer bases. And there's a way to connect all three of those things. And we think that partnering on impact is the way to do it. Uh, So if a brand can take a portion of their budget or their philanthropic commitment, and they can create programs for their employees to engage their employees in creating better culture that has higher purpose, that is more productive, that is more profitable, that's good for them. And that will translate into happier customers who are partnering to create a better world. And the nonprofits get to be the beneficiaries of all of that to do the hard, the hard work of, of uh, solutions making. So we, we just see ourselves at the nexus of that, that triangle and believe that's, that's the future of, of an economy that, that is equitable, diverse and solves problems.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think that you've hit the nail on the head there in a lot of respects. It's just, you know, we do, we do live in this ecosystem and, and we have the opportunities as, you know, for-profit, nonprofit donors, volunteers, consumers, Etc. you know, all of those different sort of hats that we wear just as, as, as people, um, you know, to advance things and, and to, and to create positive, positive impact, um, kind of wherever we go. And and as we choose to interact with brands, um, you know, we, we have, we have that ability to, to really say, Hey, you know, here's what we want to see happen and when brands can authentically get on to that kind of corporate social responsibility train um i i think that it makes the world a better place and it's cool that you have some tools in play that can help with that what what are some of the things in in your your stack that are helpful for um you know for for profit brands
0: yeah and and maybe one thing I'd I'd love to just kind of deal with is is this idea that you know there 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 can be quite a bit of noise and and even virtuous virtue signaling um, in in the consumer landscape, right? There there are trends that that incentivize brands to maybe take a stand on an issue to to avoid some kind of you know shareholder pain or reputational. Uh, alleviation, you know, we're, we're at Good World, we're in the business of helping them authentically engage in, in the future that is better for everybody. So, so one example would be a very sustainable way to engage their employees, uh, something we call payroll giving, Mm -hmm. which enables an individual to take a small part of every paycheck and, and deduct that from their paycheck, get it to a nonprofit of choice across an employee base that makes a massive difference. Um, another thing that we offer is obviously the roundups uh, for employee cards. So whenever you connect a card, every time you buy a lunch, um, you can round up the change on that purchase. Uh, and, then, and then a big concept that we're offering brands is, is, a, is something we call give cards. And it occurred to me about eight months ago that if we could take a large corporate commitment, let's say it's a $100,000 philanthropic budget, and instead of write, write a big check to a single nonprofit with a press release, we cut that commitment up into tiny pieces.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we offer it as social credits to employees and consumers. What happens when you give someone a gift and allow them to choose where the money goes is you sort of turn, you turn the cycle, you make it a give first experience. Mm -hmm. So if I got an email that says, hey, Richie, uh, you just got 20, here's $25 to give to the charity of your choice Um, after that, you know, after a tough year of COVID, Mm -hmm. that's going to mean so much more than just reading that my, that my employer wrote a big check to, you know, a legacy institution. Yeah. Now I'm part of it.
1: That's awesome. I like the, the mentality there and it it gives people the, well, not just the feeling, but the ability to actually create their own sort of change there. Um,
0: And what's really powerful about this is Ultimately, it's a multiplication scheme because mm-hmm. when when a big brand or let's say an, even an influencer makes a makes a large commitment, and then they spread it across a community of people, the more people that touch the money, the more opportunities there are to add, to match, and to increase and spread that those dollars. Yeah. So you know, if I if I dropped a hundred thousand dollars on my employee base and you know, 2000 people touch the money and we nudge every person who redeems to chip in a little, you may have just turned a hundred thousand dollars into 300, 500, $700, thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there are a couple of other things that I think are interesting. So relish studio, that's my business. It is a, we're a 1% for the planet partner. And one of the things that, um, that I know that, that they have been able to do is to get people to sign on as 1% as individual donors and then get their businesses to do a match on what they're giving. And so essentially they then double, um, their impact. And, um, and particularly if you're, you know, if the business that you are with is, is, has some sort of a commitment like that, or many businesses do have kind of donation matches or charity matches, or they give for volunteer hours and things of that nature. So, um, there's, there is a big movement in CSR, um, that I think you, you know, you're tapping into there. I think it's, it's fantastic. The other piece that's kind of interesting, and and I don't know a ton about this, but I've read a little bit about it, is the corporations. A lot of times, will you know they they like the um, the press that comes from giving a, a giant donation to um, to you know a marquee nonprofit, but the amount of, of goodness that a small, um, nonprofit can, can make with, uh, you know, with a fraction of that money is kind of astounding. It's it's really amazing to see what, what good can happen when you do take those very, very large donations and, and facilitate the opportunity to break those up and give to some smaller organizations. Cause you know, a small organization doing some really solid local work can, you know, can make a $10,000 donation or a $100,000 donation go a really, really, really far away Um, where, you know, some, somebody like Amnesty International, and I'm not trying to call anybody out here, but um, you know, some of those very large organizations, you know, a a $10,000 donation is kind of a drop in the bucket. Um, So it's kind of, it's really cool that you're facilitating that opportunity.
0: We, we couldn't agree more. And, and it's about the democratization of of philanthropy, uh, you know, it's really moving away from that kind of elitist model into a true like uh, upvote economy, right? And and if big brands who have the means to make philanthropic commitments are ready to understand the philanthropic DNA of their employees and their customers uh, in a new way, they're going to be way out ahead of their competitors. Um, Because they're going to be able to work on not only problems uh, that the world is facing, uh, but they're also going to create a loyal, meaning-filled community around them that's going to stick with them, uh, you know, over the course of decades.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great. So what are... It's, it sounds like for-profit businesses just would need to sign up for your tool as well. Do they take advantage of the full stack, the CRM, and, and all of those other mechanisms? Or, or is, it, is it really focused on a few of, of the giving opportunities?
0: Yep. Great question. You know, Every, every partner is, is different, and it's why we offer a a la carte technology. Um, so, in some cases, you'll have an, an organization that knows exactly what they want, or or the specific use cases that their employees are gonna are gonna be interested in. Maybe it's maybe it's peer to peer fundraising. You know, they want to offer their employees the ability to create fundraisers and goals over the course of the year. Um, maybe maybe another organization is pretty focused on just some some cause marketing efforts. Where they want to enable, you know, customers to make donations for a specific campaign or or impact area. Um, we have customers that will come in for, for just one one tool. You know, maybe they want to allow they want to plant trees on behalf of their employees and send them a, a, a end of year holiday card, or maybe they want to run you know a campaign for special giving milestone. Uh, where they give away a bunch of money and and nudge their customers to take some other action or or redeem some discount or promo code. So there there is a whole myriad of ways you can engage with our tool set. And we we really purposefully architected it for max flexibility so that different brands uh, can can engage with the tools in different ways.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Um, That just sounds really incredible. And, and I I like how flexible the systems appear to be. I haven't used, uh, haven't used the system yet, but I'm certainly going to check it out because it just seems like an incredible, uh, opportunity for, um, you know, both, both for profits and nonprofits to really leverage the power of, of, um, you know, people's desire to give and, and, uh, and, just create more opportunity therefore uh to, to drive donations and, and engagement
0: yeah i would be happy to give you a personal demo anytime Stu, and uh happy to send along any resources that that your listeners may be interested in whether it's you know getting started tutorials case studies or, or insights that we've we've come across in the space
1: Oh, that's great! So, what are some of the trends, or some of the you know next things that you see popping up in in the space? What what's what's on tap for you guys?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, we're really excited about the intersection of 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 commerce and impact. Um, you know, we're putting some partnerships together that are that are kind of leading the way on on e commerce integration, so that. When you're buying a pair of sneakers, uh, you can have the brand trigger uh, a percentage of your of your purchase towards an impact area of your choice. You know whether that's planting trees or or providing meals uh, or any other cause area. Uh, we're 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 also sort of I think we're really excited about this this democratization approach. Um, you know internally we call this project G Force uh, because. Because we bre- we believe that there is a more there's a more human algorithm to be achieved uh, in in this economy that we've gotten so caught up in the incentives of you know the machine and, and kind of the mother the mother techno utopian culture um, that that in in too many ways capitalism is sort of pulling our strings when we should we should really be putting our values forward. In in our everyday transactions, in how we relate to one another as professionals, colleagues, you know, friends, and members of the same community. Um, so so, I think the the big grandiose project of of our of our business and the movement we're leading is to bring humanity back into the machine. And we think there's just going to be so many opportunities. To to do that with the right partners and with with the right leaders, kind of taking control of this capitalism 2.0, and we're just excited to to be meeting people who are leading that charge.
1: Well, I certainly think that you're you're spot on in terms of some of the trends that that we're seeing, and and you know the fact that. I will use Amazon again as, a, as an example but the fact that one of the world's largest retailers has a component that allows for uh you know charitable donations through their platform um you know is in, in, indicative of uh, you know more than insignificant shift in attitudes um and you know as you see more and more companies you know, Walmart moving toward, uh, putting solar on all of their, all of their buildings. And, you know, just, a, a an increased attention to the idea that we need to, to try to do a little bit more than just make money. Um, I, I think that, that you're certainly onto something. Um, and it's great to see how you're, uh, how you're kind of tackling that from a tech standpoint. Um, not only to satisfy the, those needs, but also to, to really engage, um, with, with new generations that are, that are very much uh, aligned with that idea, or at least that's, that's what all of the trends are demonstrating. Um, so I think that's well, just fantastic.
0: Well, we, 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 I certainly admired, the uh, the conversations that you're leading Stu and, and it's, it's an alliance of, of humans that are going to sort of get us, get us back on, back on track in terms of, you know, a values first, first world. Um, so, you know, certainly been an honor to, to talk to you today. I'm sure, I'm sure it's the beginning of a, of a long rapport.
1: Well, I hope so. Um, so how can people find out more about, about what you guys are doing? What's the best way for them to get in touch?
0: Yeah, well, they can go straight to our website um, and reach out if, if you're part of a nonprofit or a or or a business that's looking to do good. Uh, goodworldnow.com. Um, you can sign up for free. You can get access to a whole a whole glut of resources. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me directly, they're free to connect with me on on LinkedIn, Richie Kendall uh, at Good World on LinkedIn, or you can reach me via email, uh, and I I uh, I'll respond r-i-c-h-i-e at goodworld.me
1: awesome well thank you so much i love to have these conversations and and um really encourage everyone out there to go and check out all of the great tools that that you have developed over there um one of the things that i really have been trying to foster on the show here is the opportunity for people to take some sort of action And it's all, it's, it's great to have these conversations. It's awesome to, to kind of get inspired and, and think about things. But at the end of the day, if we can facilitate and, and, and get people to do something, um, to make the world a better place after listening to the show, um, I'm all for that. So I'd like to end the show with a question. If there was one thing that you would ask the listeners to do after hearing our, our conversation today, what, what would that be?
0: You know, I would. I would, beyond beyond, continuing to educate you know yourself on on the way on where the world is going um, because it's just quite it's just incredibly important to have the wherewithal to participate in a fast moving landscape. Um, I I would say, uh, I would say encourage your workforce or your leadership, if, if, you, if you are mid-level, if you are, are leading a small organization, nonprofit or otherwise, um, to, to engage in some kind of ritualistic good. And when I say ritualistic, I mean when, when employee birthdays come around, make a program where you provide them with a, a charitable gift to go to the cause of their choice. Uh, create time and space for volunteering, offer perks for good community-focused work. Uh, we have to create the incentives, the time and the space to, to have a stronger, more resilient American community. And, uh, and I, so I'll just encourage everyone to create that space and make that intent.
1: Love it. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Richie. I've really had a great time talking with you. And um, I can't wait to see what what you guys are up to next.
0: Me too, brother. Have a great one.
1: All right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye. All right, there you have it. Another great episode of Relish This. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about how to apply the audience engagement cycle to expand your organization's mission, there are two things you can do. Right now, you can go to missionuncomfortablebook.com to download a copy of my book. And while you're there, you can get your purpose-driven marketing score to see where you can unearth some gold for your organization. If you'd like to listen to back episodes of the show or sign up to be a guest, go to relishstudio.com slash podcast. That's it for this week. I'll be back next week for another great episode of Relish This.